Pesachim Perek Zayim Mishnayog So the people who registered for a Korban Pesach can divide themselves into more than one group to eat it. However, one person cannot eat the Korban Pesach with more than one group. So now we're going to see some halachot that relate to this. So let's see how two groups who are eating a Korban Pesach in one house. So this people, one group, can turn their faces in one direction and eat. And these people turn their faces in another direction and eat. So even though this makes it clear that there are two separate groups, that's not a concern because a Korban Pesach can be eaten in more than one group. And for the same reason, the kessel of water that is used to dilute the wine can be placed in the, even in the middle between the two groups, even though it separates them. However, when the waiter who is sitting and eating with one of the groups, they're assigned to one of the groups, when they stand up to pour wine for people in the other group, this waiter must close his mouth and turn their face towards their own group until they reach their own group and then they can eat. Okay, so you've got this waiter who's part of one group. They've got to get up and they've got to serve the people in the other group. So what we're going to do is going to make it very clear by looking, closing their mouth turning the face towards their own group, that they're not part of the other group, okay? Since a single person cannot eat the Korban Pesach with more than one group, the waiter must be careful to keep the mouth closed and to face their own group when he's serving the, the group that he's not eating with, so they're not going to be suspected of eating with that group as well. A bride who's embarrassed to eat in front of people can turn her face away from the group and eat because she's the centre of attention, people are looking at her, so she might not want to, she might be a bit self-conscious, she might be embarrassed to eat while facing them, so she can turn her face away, even though by doing so, it's as though she's eating apart from the group which she's sitting, as in like, we're saying that, if you look away from the group you're with, it's indicating you're not with that group, okay, but the Korban Pesach, so the bride can still do this, why? Because a Korban Pesach can be eaten in more than one group, as we have said, Perchet Mishnah Aleph. So as we've learned, you've got to be registered on Korban Pesach before it is slaughtered to fulfill your obligations and eat from it. Now the first four Mishnah of this Perak will discuss the some laws of this of this. A person cannot be registered on more than one Korban Pesach. Now the following Mishnah discusses various cases in which two people each register a third person on the Korban Pesach. This Mishnah will teach which, if any of the registrations, is valid. So the first case is where a woman's father and husband both register on their offerings but and she did not state in advance which one she wanted to join. Now you can't register a Korban Pesach, um, a person on a Korban Pesach offering without their explicit consent unless you have good reason to assume that they will agree to the registration. So Ha'isha Bizman when a woman is in a mar- her husband's house, she's married, Shachat Aleha Ba'ala, and her husband registered and slaughtered the Korban Pesach on her behalf, but also her father also registered and slaughtered his offering on her behalf, Tochel Mishel Ba'ala, she eats from her husband's, because we assume that a married woman prefers to register on her husband's offering rather than her father's. However, if she wants to spend the Korban Pesach, the first the first days of the the Chag, the first Yom Tov, after she got married in her father's house. Okay, so it was common practice for newly married couple to spend the first festival after the marriage in the in the in the home of the wife's father. So in such a case, her father and her husband both registered and slaughtered the carbon pesach on her behalf. In that case, she can eat in whichever place from whichever offering she want she she wanted to be registered on before it was slaughtered. However, if she's so she can choose. However, if she doesn't say anything at that time, she cannot eat from either offering because in in this case we can't assume which one she preferred. Because she's spending the first festival at her father's, as most 
married couples do. It is possible that she might want to eat from her father's, so therefore neither registration is valid since they both lack consent. The next case of the Mishnah involves the guardians of an orphan. These are people appointed by the father before before someone's parent died, or the court to manage the affairs of the orphan. Yatom sheshachatu alav apotropsin. In the case of an orphan, who has two guardians, and each of the guardians registered the orphan on on their own pesach and slaughtered it on their behalf. So yachapa makom shura said the orphan can choose can eat in whichever place they wanted. Even if they didn't say anything before the government was slaughtered, this is because the Torah authorizes a guardian to register orphans under their care, even without their consent. Thus, either either of the guardians' registration can be valid for the orphan, depending on which one the orphan chooses. Now, the owner of a Canaanite slave has a right has the right to decide which carbon pesach the slave will be registered on, even against the slave's will. Okay. So, a Canaanite slave is a non-Jewish slave who undergoes partial conversion and is obligated to the same as well as women. Such a slave is considered a member of the master's household whom the master can register without consent, okay? The Mishnah discusses the case of a slave jointly owned by two partners who, were, who was registered by his owners on their offerings. Evel shel shnei, shel shnei shutafin. So let's see got the case of an Eved who is owned by two partners and each of the partners registered the slave on the carbon Pesach offering. The, the slave cannot eat from the, owner of either, from the offering of either of them because neither registration is valid since each owner has rights to only half of the slave each partner cannot register the half they do not own without the consent of the other of the other partner. So in this way, the only the only way the slave can be registered on the carbon pesach offering is if both owners agree to the slave being registered with one of the owners. Another law regarding the ever Kanani, Kanana slave who's been registered on the Pesach offering of the owner. So now let's say you got a person who's half an Eved and half a free person. Okay? So you got a slave who was owned by two people, one of them freedom, but the other half is still um, owned. They cannot eat from the owner's offering because we assume that the owner intended to register only the half that is his slave, not the free half. Thus the slave is not fully registered on the offering and therefore may not eat from it. Have a great day.